You're listening to the Ready to Go podcast, where we equip Christians to engage culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, welcome back again to the Ready to Go podcast. I'm John Christensen, joined again by Greg Steer, the founder of Dare to Share Ministries. And Greg, really happy to have you calling in with us. I was wondering if you would briefly share a little bit about the history of of Dare to Share, kind of like what you guys do, who you are, kind of the the background of, of Dare to Share. Yeah, so we um, glad to be here, be a part of the podcast. By the way, um, you know, I was reached by and raised in a ministry that was passionate about mobilizing teenagers for the gospel. Um, the the man who reached the whole family for Christ, uh, pastor to church, but he was really a youth leader at heart. Um, he had three hundred adults in his church. We had eight hundred teenagers in our youth ministry. Think about that, eight hundred. And it's because it wasn't because it was super attractional. I mean, they, I mean, they, they did games, they had fun things, but I think the primary reason was he created a gospel advancing culture where he trained and equipped the student leaders. And there was about a hundred of us uh, poured into us, equipped us how to share the gospel, gave us urgency, gave us gospel fluency, gave us gospel strategy, so, I mean, I had gospel urgency, gospel fluency, gospel strategy. As a teenager, I knew how to articulate my faith. And I wasn't like the savant. I mean, I was just one of many uh, that were all doing it. It was just expected. You want to be a student leader, then you got to lead students to Christ. And if not, then you're not a student leader because we don't want the other kids to be like you. <laughs> and uh, it was very, I'm, I'm telling you, it was transformational for me because it gave me, and I think, I think a teen needs three things, a king, a cause, and a crew. King Jesus, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. The cause, go and make disciples, the crew. I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And he was speaking to a crew of 11 right there. And, um, and that's what we got. And so from that vision, I remember when I was 15 years old, I went to our pastor. His nickname was Yankee. He went by Yankee. He spoke with a Southern accent, but he went by Yankee. And I said, Yankee, why don't we train other churches in the area how to do this, how to mobilize their teens for the gospel? And he's like, well, we got, I got too much stuff going. And I'm like, well, I, I'm dope. I'm 15. So I started calling churches in the area, got a hold of Community Baptist Church and Talked to the youth pastor, Clay Stone. He didn't know me from Adam. I said, hey, we're from this youth group. Have you ever heard of it? He goes, yeah, it's the largest youth group in Colorado. Probably probably the largest youth group in in America at that time. And uh, I go, you know, I'd like to train you what we do to to grow with new disciples. And could I go train your youth group? He goes, what are you doing this Wednesday night? I go, I'm riding my bike to your youth groups. I rode my bike to the youth group train them all how to share their faith. And I call that the unofficial beginning of Dare to Share. But since that moment, I've always been thinking, how do we, how do we mobilize? How do we multiply? How do we get energize the church to mobilize teenagers to gospelize their world? And I wouldn't say that as a 15 or 16 year old, but that was the heart behind it. And then I planted a church in 1989, Grace Church in Arvada, Colorado not to be confused with Grace Church in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Um, but uh, uh, two years later, started Dare to Share on the side and was pastoring a church and doing Dare to Share on the side. And then the Columbine High School shooting happened April 20th, 1999, Columbine High School massacre. Uh, broke my heart. I knew a lot of the kids at Columbine. 
And God used that to call me out of being a pastor to being full-time with Dare to Share. And so since then, you know, we've been able to train and equip <clears throat> millions of teenagers, youth leaders, alive through our curriculum, tools, resources. And so it just started. I saw the gospel transform my, my family, transform my friends, was part of, you know, this, this killer youth group, was equipped and wanted to multiply. Now our vision at Dare to Share is every teen everywhere hearing the gospel from a friend. So 1 billion teens worldwide want every single one of them to have every last chance to hear the good news of the gospel from the one that would influence them most. And that is a fellow peer, which means we can equip. So that's, that's kind of how we got rolling and what we do. Well, and dare to share is that a really integral part of my life, uh, Greg, I don't know how much I've shared with you, but went to dare to share when I was in high school I was really impacted by it, uh, just learning how to share my faith. And then uh, when we left, when we graduated as seniors, uh, our our youth pastors uh, gave us one book, all the students, one book. It wasn't Tozer. It wasn't C.S. Lewis. It wasn't J.I. Packer. It was, it was Greg Steer, Dare, Dare to Share. And I, I still have this this book, and uh, I use it all the time, actually, still, especially all of those that the overviews of all the religions in the back. I, lo- I love those questions. and been super helpful. Uh, so I, I'd have just loved uh, Dare to Share, and it's really impacted my life over, over the years. And I'd love for you to speak to, just in this episode, a little bit more, Greg, too, about that urgency piece. You mentioned urgency, fluency, strategy. How, how do you encourage people to cultivate that want-to piece? You know, we can talk about how-tos, which we'll get to in subsequent episodes. But that want-to, the, the share in Christ, the burden for the lost, that urgency that that really we need to have before we go to the next steps. How, how do you encourage people in that direction? You know, we have an internal saying at Dare to Share when it comes to training teenagers, the way to the brain is through the rib cage. You know, grab the heart and the mind will follow. And I really think that you got to get the heart of these teenagers. And so by all means necessary, you know, um, Different teens are motivated by different things. I think of the three voices that call us to share our faith, you know, call from above, the Great Commission, just because Jesus said so. He said, go and make disciples. And if we love Jesus, we're going to obey his commands. You know, the whisper from within, that's the, when Jesus saw the crowds in Matthew 9, 36, he had compassion on them because they're harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd that we see people differently. We have a broken heart for the lost that we imagine the pain they're going through. Uh, we empathize with them. I mean, I don't know how people make it in this life apart from Jesus Christ. I don't, I really don't know how they do it. Um, so you got the call from above, the whisper from within, the scream from beneath, you know, and that is, you know, hell, the reality of hell that, um, one out of every one people die, that people that die without Christ are going to spend an eternity in, in, in hell, separated from God. Um, you know, it's fire and brimstone. And sometimes like people tell me, well, you know, kids, you know, they've had too much, you know, heard too much fire and brimstone preaching. I'm like, really? Where? Where did they hear any? Maybe our grandparents heard too much fire and brimstone preaching. These teens, 
I, I remember preaching once about hell and a girl came up to me and said, why is my youth pastor never told me about hell? She goes, I didn't realize what was at stake for my friends. And she was upset, you know? And uh, then I also thank heaven, you know, just to add another voice, you know, the, you know, the, the call from heaven above that we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account for our lives and we'll be rewarded based on what we did for him through him um, on this earth, you know, TikTok the eternity clock. It all matters. It all matters. So, you know, when you fish, you use different lures for different kinds of fish. And I think different teenagers and adults are motivated by different things. So there's plenty is plenty of motivation in scripture that we can use. I'll tell you what got me. You want to hear what got me? When I was 12 years old, my youth pastor sent me to the local shopping mall on a Friday night. He said, I want you to sit at the busiest place of the mall for 30 minutes of silence. And I want you to share Christ with anyone. And I want you to put an imaginary tag on their forehead that reads bound for hell. And I want you to imagine the hell they're headed to and the hell they're going through apart from Christ. And I remember at first thinking, okay, this is weird. Cause you're watching people and you're thinking, okay, they watching me watch them. And you know, your middle school nervousness, I got past that. And within 30 minutes, I was bawling my eyes out. Cause I just imagined the people in hell, the hell they were headed to the hell they're going through apart from Christ. So I just, you know, I still see that sign today and it breaks my heart. I want them to have the hope of Jesus now and the hope of Jesus forever. So I just think we got to, sometimes we got to bust out the, the old truths, man. You know, I, I think it was Spurgeon who said the key to great preaching is great subjects, you know, and I think it's enough of this five ways to incorporate God in your coffee break, whatever. I mean, we need Scarface preaching. Say hello to my little friend, you know, <laughs> and his unleash, unleash these great doctrines and these great truths and get the, get that urgency cranked back up. Yeah. Amen. Well, it's something that I think the church really, really needs right now. And I know from my own heart, Greg, and this actually was some to do with Dare to Share, too, and to lead the cause that I went to. But really, uh, just going out and street evangelizing, I have to do that regularly or else I find myself getting comfortable. And and that is what actually spurs me on into a lifestyle of regular every day. Everyone I see, seeing that nameplate on their forehead like you're talking about, bound for hell. Um, and so I just am so thankful for what you guys do. And Oh man, I love it. And it's, and I'm thankful that I, I mean, I've received it from Yankees. So I'm, I praise God for him. You know, I think and you use the word street evangelism. Some people just immediately, well, oh, that's not me. Think of it this way. Whenever you're like yesterday, I got gas from, um, stopped at a gas station to get a snack. And then later on, I stopped at another one to get some gas for um, my lawnmower. And both, both of these places, you know, there was no customers waiting. So I was able to share Christ with the cashier uh, in both of these uh, places. James was in a heavy metal rock band. His arm was all wrapped up. So I said, what, you, what happened to your arm? And so he told me, opened up. And I said, well, I'll pray for you. because man, I appreciate that. And then I just, that led to a gospel conversation. And then Dre at another gas station 
we were again, only was there. So I started talking to him and gave him a life in six words card, asked him to watch the video. It's a face sharing video. And then was able to lay the gospel out to him, you know, and people all around us every day is people we encounter that if you pray every day, God, just open up that door. He will, he will. We just need to open our eyes and see. Well, and you and Dave Gibson and some others, and I know I'm, I'm kind of a part of this too, but you're doing one a day in May. Yeah, one a day in May, you know, praying for at least one gospel conversation every day and, and then taking it, you know, when it, when it opens up. And, and then sometimes it means I may have to go out and look, you know, go out and, you know, stop by and get a snack at a gas station when I don't need a snack. I may gain one pound a day in May as a result <laughs> of this. But you'll see people in heaven. I love it. And so we, we Ron, really encourage all those who are listening. Uh, to take up this challenge of, of one a day in May. This is the beginning of May when this podcast is being released, and this one a day in May, praying that God would open up doors for you to share, and then, like Greg said, taking it. It's not just uh, watching those opportunities go by, but stepping out in boldness. And be ready. When you start praying, God will bring those opportunities along. And so we really encourage you to, to pray toward that end. And ask the Lord really to stir your heart with this urgency Well, next time, Greg is going to be with us again, and we're going to move more toward the fluency and strategy piece. He's going to be talking about how to naturally and winsomely have gospel conversations, how he teaches youth all over the world to do that. And so we hope you'll join us. But until then, keep sharing Jesus. Let's go.